As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every week, a national country act plays the world-famous Grizzly Rose in Denver, Colorado. And we talk to them on the bus behind the rose. Hello and welcome to episode number 21 of Behind the Rose. I'm Eddie Haskell. This week, Dustin Lynch. We got a chance to catch up with Dustin actually the night before a show on the bus at about midnight. And we had a good long conversation. Actually, I, you know, I enjoy talking to artists at midnight more than in the middle of the afternoon. I think they're more relaxed and, well, as you can hear, cocktails were served and i think that makes for a more real honest conversation dustin grew up just outside of nashville so it makes sense that country music would be a big influence but kind of took an indirect route to get there went to college in nashville on a golf scholarship to become a surgeon but then we find out how a chance meeting with a surgeon at a barbecue changed it all. Dustin's first single, Cowboys and Angels, came out in 2012, made it all the way into the top five. Then in 2014, he started a string of five number one songs in a row. It's a 2 a.m. when she's reaching over, t-shirt and off the shoulder, dress up, her head down, and a ball cap, yeah, yeah, as long as I keep that sweet. Conversation with Dustin Lynch behind the rose. Dude, your Instagram game is on fire. Thank you. I'm having fun with it. Oh, it is so cool. What, if for those who don't follow uh, you on Instagram, they, they absolutely must. You just started this not long ago, right? Yeah, we, we wiped, um, I think we just posted like 
vlog 96 or something. Yeah, yeah. We try to post every day now. Yeah, I wonder. Wiped. I was going to ask because uh, you started, what, like in February yeah, maybe? Yeah, I think somewhere in there. We wiped, um, we wiped everything I'd done previously. I saw that. I, and I was like, are you just now finding Instagram or <laughs> yeah. what? Everybody's like, why'd you wipe it? I was like, well, it's kind of just signify, hey, it's a new chapter. And um, in the past, I had always done, we'd done a really good job. And honestly kind of paved the way of doing the hype sizzle reel of the yeah. live show and the, yeah so a lot of other artists kind of fell into doing that and got you know a video guy out and, and right. that kind of thing right. and, and so it became it became a bit of a traffic jam and it's like oh yeah now this person's doing this too oh there's your so it, it was just like what can we do that is different because i feel like we've shown the world the live show and and there's only so many cool edits and so many EDM songs we can put our show to and you know it's just and then you have six other acts copying what we started right and it's like okay let's uh I, I realized very quickly man I've never really put my personal life out there for everybody yeah. to see or not even personal but just everyday life I'd always draw yeah. a line um because there is a line where you have to like go okay world I'm gonna go be me and not worry about what I say or do right. And there still is that, but um, it's a lot more inside now. It's uncensored, yeah. unfiltered. Yeah. Just kind of uh, like I, day in the life stuff. I love it. And, it. and it's completely what's on your mind, yeah. which is it, it, it's unscripted. I love the truck cam. That that was a great yeah. addition. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I realize um, I do a lot of my a lot of work in the car, which is rare. I, yeah. I rarely get to drive. Well, so. you were talking about the first time you heard the demo for what song was it? Small Town Boy? Yeah. That you could tell us the spot on the road yeah, yeah. you were at when you listened to that demo. Yeah, the first and time And that I heard was life-changing it. for you. It was, yeah. yeah. And, and to think that was 2015, you know, and know. it came out in 2017. So yeah. You've you've moved pretty quickly. I mean, I, I know it can't feel like that to you when you yeah. think, Jesus, six years is yeah. quickly to you? Yeah. What have you done for the past six years? But there are so many artists that kind of get into this mid kind of b level groove for a long time yeah and some stay there some some that's it and right. and they're probably happy to have gotten there but you when when i was looking back to see when cowboys and angels came out because i remember the the first time you doing the radio rounds and sure. by and playing it for us and um it was what 2012 yep yeah yep. and um and then what was your first number one? Was that... It would have been Where It's At. Where It's At, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. That's right. And that wasn't long ago at all. No, it wasn't. No, that one came, I guess, probably 2014 would have been. Yeah. It. Yeah. But, so... Um, but it, yeah, it... it um, you know, I learned a lot between Cowboys and Angels and Where It's At. I learned a lot. Uh, I was t it, I, I was forced to learn a lot, I guess. Yeah. Um, and what I mean by learn a lot is a lot of the record business and... Uh, what it's like to not be in control of your life in a yeah, way. Yeah. Because well, and, and once it, we had a, we had a hit with Cowboys and angels, um, you know, that's astronomical of that happening, especially that big of a hit being the first single. Right. It's, it's, it's pretty rare. And, um, all of a sudden, all of these people started going, you know, Oh shit, this guy may have something. Yeah. And, and the next thing you know, I'm being pulled in a hundred directions. Right. And, right. And being told that I should do this and that. And, um, so yeah, it was a lot to manage for a guy well, that didn't know what he was doing. You and, know? and country is is interesting uh, as a musical, um, I guess, as an entertainment genre. And the image is so important. Sure, I mean it. The music is an image. You know, it's right. it's about family values and and real life. Yeah, sure. And but. You kind of it. I, I kind of feel like country artists. It's like we want you to be you. And by you, we mean wear this hat and yeah, sing yeah. these kind of songs. And, um, you know, of course, you know, never swear. Sure. And, uh, you know, and, and it, it, it's like be, be yourself like this. Yeah, right, exactly. You know? and, and, I'm, still, I'm feeling that really a lot right now. Yeah. Um, well, and you're at a point now where, at least from my vantage point, you, you've got a little bit of leverage to be able to go, hey, look, guys, this is what I'm going to do. It's who I am. Yeah. And um, there, 
gosh, I think it may have been one of your uh, videos when you were talking about uh, you were um, talking with uh, in a studio with another writer or a uh-huh. producer. You were talking about how the pop thing is probably not the way to go. Right. And uh, you want to country this one up a little bit sure. on whatever you guys were, were looking at. Sure. And um, how hard is it to not chase trends? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I've particularly gone, I want to chase that at yeah. all. Uh, more so, I think it's it's kind of subconscious that it happens. Music's weird. It's like this, it's this ever-evolving um it's blob i guess that yeah. especially country music we we kind of like kind of absorb this and then we go over here and we absorb that right but right. then also as a listener i think you know the the country music fan um their taste buds change constantly too so you, yeah you know i think i go back to the first album and making that album and we had a, a drum loop on a song which was unheard of back then right right and we were like oh this is gonna piss them off yeah, and it's interesting. It's uh, like, what? It, now, if you don't have a drum loop, people go, well, you're not going to be able to get a play to don't have a drum loop. Right. And and when you were talking about uh, kind of taking it country, because that's who you are, it's. Uh, I was kind of thinking about I've always thought you were kind of poppy, because <laughs> you'd, you'd have drum loops and, and the production yeah. values, but I, I guess they were, you know... It, I don't know. People argue, and um, the at the end of the day, I just saw a study this week that for the first time in years, country is now the highest rated radio format in America. It beats out news. It beats out pop. And, you know, those have always been much more mainstream. I mean, if you think of the blockbusters, sure. the Michael Jackson thrillers, the Madonnas, those sell so many more records right. than the biggest country records oh, do. For sure. And if you look at the complete iTunes chart, you know, number one country, maybe number eight on right. there or whatever. Right. So it's cool to see that, you know, maybe this mainstreaming of country is making country mainstream. Sure. You know, which is yeah. great. Who doesn't want that? Without a doubt. And it's funny that, you know, you go back to. I you know playing the Opry or whatever, and you I come across bands, you know like Restless Heart and and how pop Kenny Rogers Jesus oh my how gosh. pop yes. those those guys were, and you know now we're pop and it's like no 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 yeah, yeah. You know, back well, in the eighties before you, you know before Randy Travis right before you know the class eighty nine Garth Brooks and George Strait and those guys man it got super super yeah. pop well i noticed you listen to a lot of the old stuff in the truck yeah i uh what were you listening to in one of them uh driving my life away eddie yeah. rabbit oh yeah and that was a, a top five pop hit yep you know think about you know kenny and dolly islands in the stream those sure. were top 40 hits maybe bigger uh, you know nine to five i mean right. all those songs you were hearing on top 40 radio back in the 70s sure. and um 80s and um now people are bitching going why can't it be like that yeah you know so yeah, i mean sure. it's just it's an evolution it is it, it's 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 cyclical you know and um but it is it's still funny to me that i get pushed back from this person or that person of you know super inside here but well, we just want Dustin to sound more like this Dustin. And it's like, right. What? Yeah. No, no, no. I wrote these songs and I recorded these songs how they were supposed to be recorded. I'm making music. Right. Like that's their what, version like, of what? that's their version of be yourself like this. Like this. Yeah. yeah. Hey, and, you should you should do that, but do it like this. It's like but you don't make music for a living. Like you've never right. written a song in right. your life, yeah? Could or you played an instrument, right? So why are you telling me how to make a song? Okay, so you're <laughs> so you're um, wealthy beyond measure, happy, successful. Could you go shave your head tomorrow? What does that mean? Does that mean will they lose their shit when oh, they yeah. see it? <laughs> <laughs> you've got all this freedom. You're an artist. I will do whatever I want. Um, and they'd be like, always wear the hat. It grows well. That yeah, and that's another. (laughs) Since we're on a podcast, we have time to talk about this. Um, Yeah, it's funny about the hat and no hat, and yeah, you know 
how mainstream media views what a cowboy yeah. hat is. Well, and this is a little inside baseball. People don't know this, but we in the radio industry had terms. Oh, it's a hat act. Hat act. Yeah. You know, and that was a uh, Garth, George Strait, you know, somebody right. that genuinely wore a cowboy hat. And then there is in, in our music scheduling software, we have songs coded B for ball cap. Yeah. And those are artists that would wear a ball cap. And that's your Florida Georgia Lines. It's your Eric Church. It's, yeah. and, and it's all, it's, we meant a genre of music. But the easiest way to, to make it a sound code was, let's call it ball cap. <laughs> and then it was easy when we changed it from ball cap to bro. We just kept it B because yeah, it's the of same course. people. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's for the sure. Same people. <laughs> Muscle shirts and tattoos. Right. Now. Exactly. Because, so, uh, you know, they're not necessarily wearing the ball caps anymore. Sure. So. But, but, you know, when it comes to like TV and, and bookers that, that are in charge of booking talent for, you know, the late night and the morning yeah. shows and midday shows, whatever it is there's um there's this struggle of yeah but well you probably would have got that booking but you wear a cowboy hat it's like unbelievable it, it's still you know the east coast and the west coast media still view the cowboy hat as oh people are going to see that and immediately turn it because they know it's country and i don't like country right and right. so uh, it's just funny you know and i've gone without the cowboy hat and with without a lot of times for me i go without a cowboy hat because at these damn award shows they don't light for a hat they're all all the lights are above so you look oh, at, right you get the dark faces yeah you yeah. can't see my face the worst that's funny you mentioned that's all drop the hat so people can see my, who i am the you know? worst picture i have with a country artist is george Strait. you can't see his face yeah totally all. shaded at all because it's just yeah it's just totally shaded and i'm, I'm in there with a touch-up tool you know trying to lighten <laughs> that area up and it's just it's not there yeah so uh yeah that's uh that's crazy that it's still that way it is yeah, yeah. um but it, you know it, it is what it is and yeah. and i can especially in you know now on social media it's been very um i can tell people are watching and connecting because i've never been recognized and asked for a selfie or an autograph more so than when we flipped and started doing the everyday yeah. life thing yeah. because now people's image of me is not the the promo shots with the cowboy hat you know the right. same three pictures it's i'm a lot of times i'm a dude i wear the same t-shirt jeans and hat about three to, you know once oh, yeah. a week yeah yeah yeah. Right? i know so, yeah like i'm wa i walk in wherever and they're like oh i just you know they spot the were you here earlier today because you're in the same yeah, shirt right, right dude you wore that shirt <laughs> no, uh, was three episodes ago it's yeah. like oh yeah i wear the same shirts what much inspired every day. you to uh, do that was there a moment where you were just like i want to do this and then the personal vlog yeah it was it was just realizing that what we started doing the live sizzle reel that was cool and unique yeah a lot of other artists kind of fell in and started doing. Um, and it just became one of those things where it's like, man, and we've kind of, we've been on this track for about three years. We've seen a lot of, which is awesome. I love it. Yeah. I love, I love whenever we, we know we have a good idea and then people start following that yeah. trend. Yeah. It's a good feeling. So we were like, you know what? Let's, everybody's doing this now. It's just another, like, I keep scrolling past them. Like, I don't care. Right. So right. People it, it probably gets, are scrolling past mine. They don't well, care. No, it really gets you promo. Know? I mean, St. Yeah. Louis looked just like, you know, Cincinnati, yeah. so they just keep strolling. I remember when Twitter first came out, I did a lot of research on the country artists, and I actually put out to our listeners, which I'm sure pissed off all the artists, the Twitters that were probably really the artist and the ones that weren't yeah and there are still some <laughs> and i even used i remember because it was early days of me learning photoshop and i had to take the little twitter bird and like copy and paste it five times to give it five tweets sure. if they were legit and one tweet if they were totally the record label machine yeah and but you can totally tell when when well, the first giveaway is when you talk about yourself in third person. Sure. Be right. sure to catch Rascal Flats on the ACM <laughs> Awards tonight. Yeah. You mean me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And us? Us? Yeah. And, uh, and then uh, some, you know, that are oversharing late at night when they've clearly been drinking. You're like, yes, that's really them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, that, but, but I, I, I think it's great to... I think it really helps you get to know people. Well, helps people get to know you sure. by getting to be in your house oh, and in doubt. your truck and 
in the parking lot of a publishing company or right. sitting in a backyard songwriting. Yeah. And it, it, it really gives people an insight into the process. One of the ones, and I'll stop talking about this damn thing in a second, but they, they're so good, is when you're uh, all sitting in the backyard doing a songwriting session. Yeah. And you're talking about birds. And it's, <laughs> it's the funniest damn thing where you're oh, like, God. you know, we, we look, oh, wait, it, this is kind of like stoned talk. You guys weren't uh, partaking, <laughs> were you? Uh, you? You weren't songwriting in Colorado, were you? No, 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 uh, we weren't. <laughs> and, but, but you were like, you know, we look at the birds and we're like, I wish we could fly. You know what? They're probably looking at us going, I wish I could run fast. Yeah. <laughs> a, but I could also see the wheels turning with all three of you going, wait a minute, wait a minute. If I could fly, you know, boom. And then there's a song oh, sure. somehow. Without a doubt. So that's, that's how that, you yeah. know, us songwriters were idiots. We just keep the record button going. It's cr- I mean, it's, it's brainstorming. Go, yeah. It's just to throw stuff out there. For sure. When did you first get interested in, in music? It would have been um, Garth Brooks would, would have been the guy. For whatever reason, he always popped out as superhero for me. Yeah. You know, it was like Batman and Ninja Turtles and Garth Brooks. You know, I guess it was his live show that – I don't know if it was the Central Park show or what I saw. Right. But I can, I can still – the brain's weird. I was thinking about this earlier driving in. The things you remember when you're really young. And I remember seeing the mountains coming in here today, and I'm like, man, it just took me to this memory I had when I was a kid. But but going back and, like, remembering whenever um, I, I first started playing ro- – or playing. I was a, in a sweatsuit with a black guitar, and I had no idea what I was doing. But I was singing rodeo with Garth Brooks. Yeah. And I was – God, I don't know what I was then. I was young. Yeah. Um, but how I remember that. And it, he just became like the superhero for me. Right. And so I, I made – my mom can sew really well. And she, I was like, you know, I want some Garth Brooks shirts. Obviously, they didn't make them my size. Right, so right. All the just ridiculous stuff oh, he was yeah, wearing. Oh, yeah, the flames Oh, and sure. Everything. So she started sewing me shirts. And I like it. We, I would ride horses. and Because and, I grew up at, on, a, on a little farm. We had horses and stuff. So I'd have my Garth Brooks shirt on. and But that would, that would be when I really kind of – fell in love with it and so much so to where my dad got me a junior guitar and he's like well if you want to learn i'm gonna learn he got himself a guitar oh no kidding and um a few years later i was eight whenever i got my first guitar and man it's hard to learn guitar it hurts yeah i've a couple of times because every guy learns to play guitar to pick up chicks sure so of course i've tried yeah to learn it's hard it is i mean there's you've got six strings yeah and then fingers all over that thing. It's kind of like... And your hands have to do opposite things. Right, too, and yeah. I, I played... Ooh, I'll take uh, a drink. In, Thanks, um, in band, I played um, uh, the baritone, which is like a small tuba. Yeah. And, but it had three buttons, three, you know, and, and that was easy because right. a C was your first and third finger, you know, whatever. Right. Um, the guitar is like the trombone. It's like somewhere along yeah. there. Yeah. There's no, you know, just a finger here and two fingers here. Yeah. Wait, wait what? Uh, so um, where'd you grow up? I grew up in, in Middle Tennessee. Um, Tullahoma, Tennessee was the town. And I grew up ri- right above um, George Dickel Distillery, which is uh, Tennessee whiskey. So and I then, see you still rock their shirts yeah, all the time. Yeah, well, <laughs> full circle moment. We ended up, you know, years later doing a deal with them and, and – they oh, endorsed us this yeah. past year, which is a great partnership and very fitting for the lifestyle we live yes. on, the, on the road. Yes, uh, and is that drink ready? Yeah, right. Uh, uh, but but about ten miles from there is Jack Daniels, which the whole world knows. And I, as right. I've traveled, you know, I've been blessed enough to to be able to travel and take some really cool trips to Southeast Asia the past couple of years, and just and just all over. People go, "Where are you from?" Tennessee, uh, Tennessee. Uh, United States. Oh, okay, Jack Daniels. Yeah, yeah and they literally Tennessee whiskey could draw. Yeah. They could draw yeah. us a picture of Lynchburg, Tennessee. Oh, that's crazy because of the commercials and because of how big Jack Daniels is. Because Asians love to get drunk, and so it's like, <laughs> I mean, we become instant everywhere Jack we go. And karaoke. Yeah, exactly. Me and my buddy, like everywhere we go, when when they know we're from Jack Daniels, thank you, sir. Um, they uh, we're instantly best friends. Yeah. Now, how far is that from Nashville? About an hour and a half. Okay, yeah. so close enough to head up on weekends and yeah, but things you know, like that. Growing up, my family, um, 
we, I, I, I had a, a very blessed childhood because. Yeah, what, what did uh, what your parents do? Dad was a te- he was a club a country club teaching pro so he was a golf pro okay you know that gave golf lessons right and that kind of, i say golf pro and people think pj totally different game right this right. guy he ran the pro shop and sold golf balls and range balls and we yeah. rented golf carts that kind of yeah that kind of gig and mom just helped out with that um and so growing up it was hey obviously play sports well the baseball swing got on the way with the golf swing and then it was hey you, you want to play golf or go get a job and i'm like play golf sounds a lot of yeah. fun and then i'll help pick up the driving range sure um at night and that'll be my spending money so i did that um but all along there what was great about that is i met so many different people that would come play golf and and sure a group of those guys were bluegrass pickers wow and so um i was learning guitar and dad's like man you should you know he tested the waters first he went out to the to the bonfire and was like man you you need to come with me next next week. They you know they pick on Fridays. They build a fire and get drunk and, and pick bluegrass. And uh, so we started going to those things and um, and that was really when I was learning how to play and that I was enjoying learning how to play. And but I at the same time I was the rebellious you know eighth grader ninth grader. Um, and we, and you fall in love with music that your parents don't like you to fall in love with, right? Which, Not necessarily bluegrass, exactly. Yeah. Well, my favorite band ended up being Incubus, right? And uh, so, long story short, I was doing the, I was going to bluegrass nights, you know, learning that kind of stuff. But then my love, my favorite band was Incubus, and a few of my buddies were kind of picking around, and, and we threw a band together and started learning that stuff and hooting the blowfish and Foo Fighters. And they hated country. The three guys, the bass player, the guitar player, and the drummer just did not like country. Um, of course, I loved it. Yeah. That was kind of my love. But they didn't, So, and I, we kind of did the rock thing. So we started a band, and um, within a, a couple of weeks, we were all dating a class or two above us. My sister was two classes ahead. So I was always shy to date someone in her class. Right. So I was, a cla- I was, I was dating a class above me which is unheard of in high school because in high school sure oh, all yeah. the older guys date the younger girls that's right if you're and, a senior, and take them away you date, for, exactly yeah, you date a junior you. Yeah. or sophomore well all of a sudden we're picking guitar at these at these parties right. after the football games or whatever and next thing you know we're dating older chicks and we instantly became the dudes in school yeah yeah it was instant i mean it was unbelievable and uh that's where yeah i mean you can't help but go okay this is this this do i want to take over the golf pro shop yeah right right. i want to go to nashville exactly and and i had a a beautiful thing happen because i was like i'm going to do music and mtsu middle tennessee state is in murfreesboro tennessee about i don't know 30 minutes from nashville and they have a great music program so it's kind of belmont or it's mtsu yeah and so i'm like i'm gonna go to mtsu and the guitar player in my band, the Incubus cover band at the time, was going to MTSU. Perfect. Let's go do this thing. Well, the golf thing ended up panning out, and I got a call from um, the golf coach at Lipscomb University, which is a private school, a Church of Christ school um, in Nashville, offered me a golf scholarship. I was already going. I was already enrolled to MTSU, and I'm like, shoot, yeah, I'll come. Yeah. For free? I'll, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm in. And I don't, play I don't, golf. Wait, you're paying me to come to college? Okay, yeah. And I'm in Nashville, even closer to the, to the dream. So that's where I ended up. That's how I got to Nashville was golf. And uh, a lot of people don't know that. That's crazy. But Darius Rucker does. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, yeah. He's jealous of my golf Who, I was going to say, who's <laughs> a better golfer, you or Darius? Uh, probably right now, Darius, because he's actually having the best year. Because well, he gets the had. most practice. Right. <laughs> you know what I've learned? And, and I want to be straight up with you. Um, I'm, I've I've retired from golf, and unless it's Darius's ter- you know, charity tournaments yeah. or whatever, whatever charity event I can do every now and again but um i've noticed over you know being in the biz and watching the biz for years before i actually got a chance to be in it the artists that get really really consumed with golf it's almost like they're so consumed that music becomes kind of an afterthought yeah and it's kind of like they just they drift off a little bit. I guess if music's and a passion, list, you know, and, the list and is long. You get, don't get me started. I'm trying to guess who these would be. I'm trying to think who the good golfers are that have crappy. Everybody, music now. everybody <laughs> that has gone headfirst for golf, their music has suffered. Give me one, Darius Rucker. No, no. I'm kidding, not Darius. <laughs> Darius actually is probably the only guy that hasn't. 
Yeah. But he, you know, he was, he's, he's always ripped it up, but, um, no, there is. I mean, the list is long. I it's almost crazy. got you. That was good. You the the list is long. No, you'll think of a lot of them. Trust me. So I'm like, I get it, but I understand why. My bandies just started playing golf, and uh, they're reading books. You know, they're buying clubs. They're going. They're they're going to play tomorrow morning. And it's like, hey, dude, you want to get up at eight a.m. and go play golf? No. Right. <laughs> no. For me, it's like, man, I've I've been there. I've done it. I've done it. The, I know yeah. I'll never be as good as I ever was. Right. You know, I was a scratch golfer. I played, I played with a lot of guys that are winning PGA events now. Yeah, like that caliber of golf, and I knew I was never going to be there. Yeah. And so when I graduated, all of a sudden, all the courses in Nashville that I played for free at were like, "Yeah, it'll be uh, sixty bucks." <laughs> so it's like, ah, Y'all keep the golf thing. I'm I'm going fishing. <laughs> so what? Uh, what were you majoring in? Well, I major. Good God. Sorry, I just took a sip of that drink he poured me. That is strong. See, is he doing you favors? Woo! Yeah. Lord. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, hang on. Let me see how much time we've got. I'll pause this until you get a little more buzzed. Yeah. And uh, it'll be even better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, went to, I went to college. I had no idea what I wanted to do. No idea. And so you just take, you know, all the BS courses. And uh, I knew I hated English. You know, the pronouns and all that nonsense <laughs> so i'm like oh god so i'm, de- I'm definitely not going to do anything like that but i love music i was chasing music i was doing golf um and it was just let's try everything out while well, i fell in love with biology and i don't know if it was because of the professor or the teacher was she hot? um no oh. she was a 65 uh, year old man <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, uh, but anyways i fell in love with with biology and was good at it and i'm like well let's do some more biology and um i uh I took a, I got into like more of an anatomy type based course, kind of introductory, and I'm like, holy crap, the human body is incredible, you know. Um, it's just this giant millions of cells that are working together, and it's me. Like, I want to discover more about how I work, and um, so I just, I just kind of gravitated towards the the human body, which landed me in in the biology, chemistry major and yeah. ended up getting a pre-med major and no and kidding. then also that that leads you down this road of well you've made it this far you might as well go what do you want to do well i guess i'll be a doctor if music doesn't work so you start prepping to be to go to med school and um i was already doing music in college i was playing frat parties and playing at, all, at the college bars which was epic yeah you know, i mean when you're playing when you're the band on stage in college oh it's got to be ridiculous at the college bar right. oh and your college age yeah, yeah exactly it was it was incredible yeah but um but i had to have a I had to have a graduating something and, and they push you okay well let's prep you for med school so i did the whole med school prep thing i i did the whole mcat no kidding got that prep. far yeah um, i did the mcat i got interviews at med schools i interviewed with doctors i went to the med school and interviewed and i got put on the hold list at ut memphis to go to med school and um at that time it was like oh crap this is where i'd have to decide do i chase this dream i've always wanted to chase or do i go to med school and i decided you know what i gotta i can't have the what if and the one of the deciding moments of that was when i was in um, organic chemistry two, I think, whatever it was. I met a dude, and he, and he was, um, he was actually, talk about just crazy divine intervention. He had had to transfer from Tulane in New Orleans because of Hurricane Katrina to Nashville to do this course. Wow! And I met him, and we became study buddies. You know, we just, it was it was a summer semester. It was three weeks of the hardest course in college, and we were just drilling each other on questions and we just do this thing we go to his house and he'd order pizza and you know we just that's where we studied at his place and uh his mom was a lawyer and she had a event she's like hey we need some bartenders can y'all come pour drinks tonight yeah so we're pouring drinks and uh this guy comes up he's like hey man you know i'll take this and that i make him his drink hand it back he goes what are you doing i'm like well we're in the middle of this crazy organic chemistry thing he goes what do you want to do i was like well i think i want to be a surgeon he goes buddy i'm a surgeon absolutely do not be a surgeon and he walked off whoa and i'm like what it seriously made me check up i'm like man what yeah it really bothered me yeah like here's a dude that's in it and he's telling me not to do it and uh so that really kind of pushed me to like okay maybe 
you know, the doctor and lawyer and, and that whole thing. There's right. some, and, and then, of course, the whole insurance thing started happening where they were getting their butts kicked. Yeah. And, and losing, you know, they're having to pay out astronomical insurance stuff. Right, right. So, I mean, all that kind of started playing in. I'm like, man, you know what? It's not as it's not the promised land everybody says it is. Maybe maybe I should really follow my gut here and go try the music thing. Yeah. So I did that. I and mean, uh, that was a tough conversation with the parents. That was tough. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. That was, I, I, that, was the first, that was the but, that was the first time I got nose to nose with my dad oh. in, in the hall at the house. But but hear me out, Dad. If I'm really successful, I'll make more than doctors do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. When when That's did you feel sell. like you could go back to Dad and go see? Um, you know, I think honestly that kind of came organically because he started coming out to shows and helping. Um load in all the equipment and load out and seeing the at, at frat parties and stuff you know he would so trap. he's doing the doug paisley thing for yeah he's he loading exactly <laughs> exactly exactly he would travel um he would travel <laughs> he would travel with but, but when he got to see how much fun it was and like what yeah. you made because what i learned very quickly is you know collectively a frat they can pay well yeah and then wait money at wedding receptions they can pay well and yes. when dad started seeing those numbers come in and he's going you made what tonight it was like yeah yeah <laughs> way more than you made you know last week or more right right and i think all for of a sudden 90 minutes did, exactly of singing yeah of cover songs yeah <laughs> oh yeah and i met a hot chick yeah. Isn't she great <laughs> um so it's like he started seeing okay this is cool and fun and We'd always like we dad and I have always been close and we've done we, like I said, very blessed childhood. We did we've always hunted fish together, but he's a big racer and so we'd always had dirt bikes or and we still race dirt uh, we still have a couple dirt cars we race. So he's he loves the load up a tra- and I do, load up a trailer, drive, you know, road trip, yep. the anticipation, the event, whether it's race or now show load it back up and come home and so All right so it's kind of the it, it same was kind process of the same deal yeah and for me obviously a huge drilling rush and for him a rush because i'd always been he'd always driven the race car i'd always been you know in the pit yeah and now yeah. i'm on stage i'm pretty much driving the race car and he's yeah. in the pit so it, it was one of those things where it came it was like okay i get it this is fun it's not you're not a broke dude you know i think right if, uh, i think parents go oh you're gonna be you know broke and you're giving all this all this education away to go sing on the corner for quarters and it's like right and at some point they kind of it's when when your family it's it's really hard to think that you're a big deal and i always used to joke that um you know i was doing really well in my radio career sure. and uh but my family was like oh i don't know he does something he's he's uh a, something in radio in detroit and i'm like no i'm program director of the number one radio station in the sixth largest market in the country debbie yeah (laughs) and and, but they don't and i used to joke if i got to replace letterman sure and i had that show my family's attitude would be well it can't be that hard my brother has a show so exactly uh, so you get to nashville you get the record deal um, when did you really feel like, and what moment was it when you're like, "Holy crap, I've done this"? Um, that's been that's been gradual because you know after Cowboys Angels hit, you go from not having a clue what you're doing, yeah, and 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 for me, um, I never got to travel anywhere, so I'm going to all these places for the first right. time in my life. Like, this is a desert, you know? Holy yeah. crap. Right. That's awesome. You know, just literally never seen the West Coast. Nothing. Yeah. That's a, I remember pulling in my first big city I'd ever been to. Um, big city skyline was Chicago. Right. Day one of Radio Tour, which is, you know, where we go and meet all the programmers in six weeks or whatever is ridiculous, yeah. um, was Minneapolis. And that was really cool. And I was scared to death. Had no idea what I was doing. Day two, we roll into Chicago and I'm awake on the bus. I'm rolling in. I'm like, I remember thinking to myself, out the window, I see a, a legit skyline like that, and I remember just going, "Holy shit!" Yeah, you know, um, because it's just mind blowing. Yeah, 
that that oh, a kid from Tennessee. Yeah, and, never and, seen anything yeah. like it. And um, and just pulling the bus down and straight into downtown. Um, where the hell did we? Why did I get here? Oh, just when did you? Oh no, I it go holy it. crap. I think I'm I'm one of those guys. So, yeah. So gradually, yeah. it's like okay, this is cool. I'm on a bus and we're doing this. Um, you weeks go by, you hear your song for the first time, and then there was this this day down in Houston, Texas, where um, Cowboys and Angels had started really taking off. Yeah. The first moment was in Portland, Oregon, um, and there was this little club, and I'm, I remember it was just deafening. You know, where it was like. It was the first time where my eardrums were just static because people were so loud right, cheering for us. Right. That was a smaller scale. We go to this Houston show and it's it's at the biggest amphitheater there, and um, the, we're on the side stage. We're out where the corn dogs and cold beer are. Right. You know, we're the afterthought. To yeah. Whoever else was in the big stage, and um, I remember taking, I remember walking up, and I'm going. The, and here's what the setup was great. We played this truck stop the night before in Louisiana. And, you know, it was one of those things where it was like everybody's there for the beer and the DJ that's going to play, you know, George Strait after us. Right. That kind right. of feeling. We play Cowboys and Angels twice, you know, because yeah, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. well, they kind of know it. So yeah. let's play it twice. So that was the night before. So we get to Houston and we they pull us up on this golf cart. And I'm like, it was one of those who's playing here. And it's like you. And there were people. I mean, it was like I was like, I felt like the Beatles. You know, there were people hanging off of they could they couldn't couldn't you know it was just chaos. Yeah, and that was the moment where I'm like, oh man, this is crazy, crazy. Yeah, this is crazy. Yeah, um, and that that was probably the moment where I'm like, we got one. Right. But then then I got to eat a little humble pie the next couple of years. Because yeah, it took a minute. I was. Yeah. Uh, I was backed into putting out two songs that I didn't really want to put out by the powers that be of Nashville. Yeah. Um, and here I am six years later still playing that game, you know? Yeah. So it's, you know, it, it's one of those things where you ask, I, I think, I know for a fact, I, I, I'm confident to know that I can do it again. And that was what I had to learn for, gosh, probably until last year, to be honest with yeah. you. It was like, okay, this isn't a fluke. Right. You know, like, we we've we've had a nice little slow build and and mm. I have enough people that believe in me to right. to where I I feel comfortable that we can do it again. Yeah, it's scary not. It's scary whenever you're all you've everybody especially back home's like, man, you're a gajillionaire and it's like right. I don't have a dime to my name. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. I literally don't. I'm making no money out here. I'm everywhere. I'm all over the TV. I'm making no money. But um, but yeah, but, but it's nice to be at a point now to where it's like, okay, we've done it enough times, and I've got a great enough team and a great enough, yeah, um, you know, support group to where I feel like we can keep this going for a while. I don't know if they told you, you've had five number one songs. <laughs> <laughs> You're kind of a big deal. Nah. <laughs> so, uh, but, I, but what sucks about me and my soul and my drive is five. You know, I want another five, dude. You know, I like, I was I was heartbroken. The video you did where you're waiting for them to announce your name for the yeah. ACM Awards. Yeah, yeah. And it was great to see you be you and be real and be pissed off. Yeah. It's like, I'm better. I mean, you don't want to say this, but I'm better than half of those at least. Well, and, and it, the, you know, I, it's one of those things where the first time it's like, there's been moments before that where it's like, man, it'd be cool if we got nominated. We had a, you know, multi-platinum song. Right, right. Okay, well, whatever. But this one, you know, a small town boy. It was it. It was so. It, it's such a unicorn. It's such a career song. Yeah. It was the you know biggest radio hit of last you know chart wise of last year. Um, you know, we came out with "Body Like a Back Row," which is the biggest song of all time. Right. You know, so it's right there, and 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 did that, and um. It just shows you how political Nashville is. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, 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 it, and the fans was, don't know that. And no. I, don't, I don't think they, you know, we watch these award shows and, and, and they're fun and all. It's as an artist, once you get into it, you go, oh man, growing up, I thought this was like, and then you get into it, you go, oh, it's just who has how, how the much, biggest team, you know? How much does it suck 
to be in an industry where your talent is ranked on a weekly basis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, right? Where, um, where, where, where your art right. is judged and ranked with 40 others. Well, and it's all subjective, too. That's what right, sucks. Right. Because and manipulated. And manipulated. Because yeah. clearly, Small Town Boy beat, you know. But also, there's, you know, for, for that post, there were others. I'm not the only guy or girl that felt like that for that right. category. Right. I mean, there were other songs that were huge. Yeah. That should have been nominated too. I'm yeah. just the only person that right. put it. Who out won? There. I, I don't know who won it. I, yeah. I think I think Sam Hunt bought it like a backer. It was the well, biggest song of all time. At least with that, should have won. Kind of go, yeah, okay, fine. Yeah. there, that's fine. But, but there were five nominees. Damn well, it. Well, for me, and I, I want to say this because this is, and this is what, and I didn't expect. You know, I, I just post Instagram. I don't think who's going to see or who's going to who's going to affect. But Luke Bryan called me after that post, and he goes, "Man, he goes, it's so frustrating that." In this biz, they have the new artist category, and then they have Entertainer of the Year, and the majority of the artists, and all of the artists that are going to take the Entertainer of the Year, including my place, have no platform at these award shows where millions of people are watching. Right. And there's no coverage of... Well, and it's getting worse, because the those shows are entertainment events, and they're to make money. And to sell sponsorships. Yeah. And uh, if you count the number of awards handed out on camera from the 1975 Charlie Rich, where he set his award on fire, yeah. to this last one, uh, it's like four awards given away. But they're all performance-driven right. because it's an entertainment show. But, and uh, and they're the same trying time, to get ratings. I'm glad it's performance-driven as an artist because right. If I have a million eyeballs watching me perform, yes, sir. There's a certain percentage that go. I want to go see that guy when he yeah. comes to town. Now, for, to get a performance slot's the kicker. You got to be nominated, uh, right? And so you get all your shoe ins, you know, your yeah. your superstar artists, and then you get your new artists. Right. And so all of us guys and girls that are in this, we're tr we're almost to the yeah to the next step to where we can really start selling some tickets, right? We we don't get it get a chance to perform yeah. a lot of times, and that's what's yeah. frustrating about those shows. Yeah, that's how are you still single? Uh, just I mean, coming randomly out of left like, field. Yeah, but, that's good. Uh, uh, <laughs> I uh, I don't want to say it's by choice, but maybe it is. Yeah, I just I tried the I tried the I've been at a tender. I'll say in college I I was I dated a girl <laughs> that I thought I was going to marry. Right. Yeah, and. uh and it it became the wait, you're gonna try wait, you were going to school to be a doctor, now you're gonna try music. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean have it, you it, talked to her lately and said, Hey, how you been? It wasn't that, but it was that. <laughs> no, I did invite her to a show with Keith Urban and she goes, You know my husband will kill me if I come to that. Oh <laughs> no I'm kidding. Well it's gotta be it, it, it's but, gotta <laughs> 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 but okay, seriously, but, seriously. Uh, but it, but it is it's one of those things where now i i'm i'm envious of you know my my buds like thomas rett and and you know tyler and bk did it did you know they right ended up with their girls from college and um you know the, the list goes on um i i do take credit for uh shay mooney finding his girl hannah good work Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, they both did well. <laughs> uh, they, uh, they, did. they 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 both did. not kicked their coverage. Although I, I they're cute that, boys, they I deserve say, uh, hot women. No, I say that because they're uh, they're. I think one of their first times hanging was at the ACMs, at the fiftieth ACMs at Dallas. Oh no, kidding! And uh, I told Shay, I'm like, dude, you have to come. It doesn't matter. There's no excuse. You have to come with me to this after party. And uh, I think it was Hannah's first date with him, or one of the first. You know, and yeah. Anyways, we go to this after party, had an epic time. The next thing you know, they have a kid and they're married. So <laughs> I take credit for that. But um, no, I, I mean, for me, it's like I, I've done the, even even with Radio Success, I've done the dating thing. And I'm just so consumed with music and I'm so in love yeah. with the process of creating and, and trying to be the best I can be that I would I would come home when I was dating this girl, I would come home and she just tried to FaceTime me, by the way. And um, I would come home and feel like, oh no, like I've got to entertain another person. No, 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 no. Like yeah. I need to. Right after, yeah. 
I, I don't need to talk. I need to just veg and and yeah. recharge. And um, you know, it, it was an age thing, and it was a uh, I, I think for me, and it was and for her, it was kind of like it, it one of those people that didn't have a real job kind of thing. Right. So it's like, well, we should go hang, and you know, you haven't seen me in a week, and you haven't seen my friends, and you never go out and hang with my friends, right, and it's right. like. It just became another job. It became another gig, you know. And it was like they're was all t- a pain in the butt. Yeah, yeah. It became a little <laughs> tough. So since that one, I've been like, okay, I'm cool with being single. I just like not to have to check in. I like to be like, yeah. You know what? Tomorrow I feel like going fishing in Florida, and I can right. go. Right. Right. Whether I don't have to go. Hey, babe, can, is it cool yeah. if I? Uh... Well, it's got to be by choice because I've been ignored by so many hot women at Dustin Lynch shows <laughs> <laughs> that clearly you could find a friend for the evening. Well. I mean, but I'm not. I don't need a person to f- make me feel complete, though. I, I, right? You know, it's no. Worse. It's. I mean, I think it, you it, do this long enough. It's yeah. like you get past the. It's. It's like I, I think the the youth of of the guy is like, oh, I bet I can get her. Yeah. And yeah. then once you go, okay, then it's like, oh, well, well, now I don't care. Yeah. Now, yeah, I know. I. I, I literally Why don't bother. I'd rather I, go fish. I, there was a time. There was a In time. Australia. There was a time when I would hit the stage and be like, okay. <laughs> Where's the hottest girl I can I can say hello to? Now it's just like I just go I I have way more fun putting on a best show I can. I really don't even yeah I'm not I'm not hawking the yeah. crowd for anybody. Yeah. Well, man, best of luck. Thank you. Me. Thanks uh, so much for uh, for taking the time tonight. Of course, it's a late night. People don't know this. It's late, but we're just catching our bus. Yeah, just uh, another drink, bartender. Um, <laughs> all right, well, Vegas soon again. It's been too Please. long. <laughs> <laughs> And you can tell from all the evil laughs, we have had fun in Vegas before. And maybe that's another story for another time. Dustin Lynch's new single, Good Girl, is out now. Download it wherever you get your music. And if you get a chance to see him live this summer, take it. He is uh, an amazing entertainer. Behind the Rose is written and produced by me, Eddie Haskell. Executive producer is Nate Lundy. Special thanks to Scott Derland and the world-famous Grizzly Rose for their hospitality. Make sure you don't miss an episode. Subscribe on the Apple Podcast app, Google Play Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure you follow us on Facebook. Just search for Behind the Rose. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Behind the Rose. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.